Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everybody, welcome to Planet FPL, the world where everything revolves around Fantasy Premier League. My name's Serge. And my name is Clayton. It's Friday, yeah. So, um, FPL deadline tomorrow. Yep. Uh, I, I, I mean, we've done a lot of FPL stuff. We have. It's a crazy FPL weekend, blank weekend. We've been holding the fort in Hammers' absence. Um, I think a lot of people are going to try and get through or roll or make some very obvious transfers. Um, so, you know, have a listen back to some of the other FPL content that we've produced <laughs> to, to talk about FPL. Uh, James usually does a Ask James stream on a Friday. He does, yep. A live stream straight from the YouTubes. Um, we could have done a live stream, but the, the bottom line is I don't actually know how. <laughs> yeah, we don't know how to Do you know what? I, no. I wouldn't know. If it was said to me, you're going to go live on YouTube, I probably could figure it out, but I wouldn't be able to get all the nice graphics that James has and all yep. that kind of stuff. And also, I don't have the ability to be as much of an ask to the questions as James does. Like, yeah, he's brutal. He can be so, blunt. Yeah. Uh, so we've got it. We're good doing this as a pod, which is basically just chucking in questions for me and Clates to answer. I felt like let's just have a bit of a chat about life and, uh, and things that people want to send in. And to quote you on the fantasy football podcast where everything revolves around fantasy Premier League, don't ask fantasy stuff. Yeah, like I, I'm interested in just other things. And, uh, and there's a reason behind that as well. Okay. What's there's the a reason behind that as well. Uh, so... Uh, we've had quite a lot of questions in. Yeah. Are you ready for, for me to get 49 people in? replied to James's tweet. Was that how many? Yeah. Was that how many? Well, the reason I'm, we'll get into these questions, right? So we'll get, uh, we'll, do, we'll, we'll do them at random. Cool. And they'll all be a little bit here, there and everywhere. I see you've got them open in front of you. I ain't going to go in any order that you think these questions are going to come out, right? Oh, what? They're all... Finance, fitness. Uh, I did originally say, let's pick six, seven or eight and do them in depth. Yeah. But I think we're going to abandon that. And let's just go through them and see which ones are good. Okay. Nico, feel free to jump in, yeah? If you've got a good question. Um, my appearance on Nico's Corner will probably be next week. I just okay. need to figure that out. Is that a Wednesday show? Yeah, yeah, probably next week. Let's see. Uh, Finance Fitness FPO, FF Gatsby, FFF Gatsby. Such, give Clayton the one piece of advice you would give to your younger self when you were his age. I like that. What's your advice to me? Uh, well, you're, considering you're only like two, three years younger than me, 
Canadian. Oh, bastard. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment to you or an insult to me. Oh, mate. Uh, do you know what? I have a, a number of, uh, I would call them catchphrases that I, I think I know what I've heard over the years. Go on. Which one are you going to Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Well, that's one of them. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Uh, that's not the one bit of advice I would give you. I think the the one that stuck with me the most and has been the most valuable and interesting in the, in the Q&A show, and if you speak to Manchild as well, because uh, we've had great, great conversations about this, the quality of your life is dictated by the quality of your questions. Yeah. And there's a, it, I think it, Tony Robbins has a similar spin on that same question, right? The quality of life is dictated by the quality of your questions. If you can learn to ask good questions, then just everything becomes more insightful. Your relationships can become better and deeper. Um, the things you can learn from other people will become better. The uh, way that you can handle and manage different conflict situations can become better. The quality of your life is dictated by the quality of your questions. And how does one get, get good? good at asking good questions? So, again, that's a, a, a quite a complex topic, but I'll give you some basics, right? Um, firstly, closed versus open questions. Yeah. Like, yes, no questions are toilet. Toilet. Yeah. Do you think Arsenal are going to win the weekend? Yeah, but... See, I haven't learned anything. Then you don't know why. I haven't learned anything, yeah. right? It's just a yes-no question. And also, uh, like I see it with my kids quite a lot, right? So, so you want to try and have an engaging conversation with your kids. And there's times where they don't give a shit. They just want to watch whatever they're watching on TV or play their computer game. And they will try and get through a conversation with just like, yeah, no, don't know. Yeah, don't know. No, any teenager will know that, right? But if you ask the question in the right way where they have to give you a proper answer... You can, you can do that. See, closed questions is an example of poor questions. Yeah. Then there's the concept of clean and dirty questions. So um, most people will insert their own bias into a question. Yeah. Just notice it when you're talking to people because everyone wants it to be about me, 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 me. A clean question doesn't have any bias of opinion within the question. Okay. So... More often than not, you hear like, "Do you think Arsenal are going to win the weekend?" Because I don't think they're going to. You know, yeah, and it's because suddenly they... I've made it a dirty question because I've added my own biases into that. You don't like oranges, do you? There's my biases in that, right? Yeah. Because I've added my thought and my opinion, and they want to. People want to relate things back to themselves very quickly. Uh, so yeah, get good at asking good questions. <laughs> Your life will change. Yeah. Like in in. Uh, situations at work right with your manager whoever it may be if you can He's ask them right questions in the right way that they, they need to give you good insightful answers what would need to happen for this to happen for example um, that kind of thing <laughs> you can really um learn a lot i um i saw a i think it was a youtube short or something with someone that um was going to interview warren buffett okay uh, Warren Buffett, most people will know, probably like top three or four richest people in America, multi, multi, multi-billionaire, but not like in the sense of an Elon Musk or Zuckerberg. It's just like slow and steady, made it over the years, in his 80s, still living the, living the best life. He's a top, top, top guy. 
And this person was going to interview him. They're like, I've got a 90 minute interview with Warren Buffett. Can't wait to speak to him. Can't wait to pick his brain, ask him loads of questions, find out like, his thought process behind everything. Came away from the interview and was like, throughout the whole time, all, I didn't get to ask a single question. And Warren Buffett was just asking me questions, asking me questions, asking me questions. Why was he asking him? Because that's the mindset of a billionaire is like, I'm, it doesn't matter if I'm the billionaire and you're the gentleman, I want to learn from you. Okay. I want to learn from you, right? Yeah. There's so many people that I know. Even you might have felt like, what can you offer me in a in a in an exchange of conversation? Yeah. Being that I'm older, more experienced, whatever you want. There's plenty to learn. I learned so much from my kids. Like my kids are ten and eleven, and in so many ways, they're role models for me. But the concept was the mindset of a billionaire is asking questions, asking questions so that he can learn. Came away from it thinking like that was supposed to be my 90 minutes to learn from this guy and he's picked my brain for that time and just learned loads of shit. So yeah. the quality of your life is dictated by the quality of your questions. If you do nothing else, just focus on learning to ask better questions. Okay. I don't, I, I've never, I think you're quite good at asking good questions, but just elevating that. For improvement. Yeah, yeah, man. Elevating that changes everything um, in terms of comm style. Cool. So that, like would that. Be, that would be, like, as I tell it to my kids all the time, I, I have other catchphrases. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, would you, like, talking about happiness being the only, happiness is the only measure of success. Things like that are concepts that I like to follow. But, yeah, for improving your life, good questions all day long. Cool. Thank you. Uh, FF Gatsby's got another question. Okay. For both of you, which of these three words would you pick to, a tribute to the Apple Vision Pro. You know, this new That's headset the, thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool, dumb, or scary? I'll go cool. But I'm pro-tech. So. I'd go cool as well. I don't think dumb is sensible. What do you think, no. Nico? Cool, dumb, or scary? Apple Vision Pro. Cool, dumb, or scary? For the Apple Vision Pros. It's basically like a Oculus the headset. headset. My man's in a video here. We all from immersive AI video. I think cool. I think dumb is, is um, a, ignorant. A ignorant way of looking yeah. at it. I think the price is obviously extortionate right now, three and a half thousand dollars, but everything starts at that and then it will come down, right? I can see why some people would go down the scary route because I think there are a lot of people that are like scared of technology and what it could be. But, but AI in general is that, not just what you can do with virtual reality, but the fact that I, I feel like before the end of this Next season, season mm -hmm. eight of Planet FPL, we will have shot In an episode with that mind. I agree. Yeah. It's going to be less than a year away that we're going to do that and people can sit immersively with us. Yeah. I feel it's really going to happen. I think yeah? it's, do you want to get on board with where the world's going or do you want to get left yeah. behind? That's how but I think I about think it comes back to my other point here. The quality of life is dictated by the quality of questions, right? With AI and everything that you see and hear right now, you've got to question everything. You can't believe anything as yeah. like, that's gospel. That photo means that that's actually happened or that statement is that's what's actually happened or that video is real reality. Like there's some crazy AI videos being made right now. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? And uh, it's going to be, uh, Nico's going to be scared of this shit, but I was watching some stuff on YouTube the other day, right? You, I believe within six to nine months, right? I'm looking at Portugal. I'm going to be away from here. Yep. We could feed all of our videos of the main pod, which is me and James sitting here in this format, this screen, into an AI. It will pick up all of our language and body language and words we've used and so on. Then I can feed it the audio of a new podcast. 
and say, make me a video with the same in that same style with this audio. And it will look like me and James are sitting there having a conversation Damn. with that audio. I believe that's... So do you think season eight, that could be a thing? That's months to low number of years away from being ridiculously realistic. I wish the camera to was being on realistically Nico right realistic. Nico is doing this. Yeah, but I don't know. Do you think it's going to be feasible? Yeah, I like, and, possible, and yeah. then it's like, okay, well, it, it, yeah, it's going to be crazy to think that, right? Like some of the stuff with that. But then when you see that, you now have to um, question everything. And it's true with news and it's true with yeah. propaganda and all of the spin that we get sent, sent nowadays. Get good at questioning things, right? Um, I'd say that's been the same throughout time, though, in terms of questioning what you're told and what you see and believe, right? It's just the scalability of it is going in an extortionate yeah. direction. I think the things with, like, AI, right? So, so take AI as an example. These headsets. So you can be transported to any place, anywhere. So you might be able to go and see something that you... The, the, the pyramids of Egypt that you ain't mm. going to get to go and see. I don't think you should use it as a substitute for the real no. thing. It should be in addition to... Yeah. I agree. Because I don't think ev anything will ever replicate the kind of using your five senses in a physical in, in a yeah. physical dimension. But not everyone has the luxury of being able to do stuff like that. So I think it's a decent alternative in the way the world's headed. I'd go cool. And also it's very early is the other way I would describe it. All right. Uh, we got some fight related well, we have to fight. questions. No, no, we don't have to fight. Oh. We don't have to fight. We've got some fight-related <laughs> questions. So let's get into some fight-related questions. Alfie, Alfie Clark, out of us two and James, who would last the longest in a Royal Rumble? I'm going to let you answer that. Well, James is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> James is out, yeah? He's a man's uh, bad back, so I know where okay. to go. Even if, let's just say James wasn't yellow flag, no sciatica. Royal Rumble... Stamina. ...is based on how do you win... I'm from memory. I've not chucked out of the ring. It's not a cage match, is it? N yeah, no, it's getting, getting chucked out of the ring, I think. Yeah, I would say on skill, I would beat you. I agree. But then weight advantage could become a thing yeah. in that as well. So and I don't know how you win. Well, the longer it went on, the less chance I would stand. Is and this is where thing. I back myself to take it in a long haul. So if it's just a case of submitting good. you, then I, within five to eight minutes, I'd like to think I'd be able to submit you. you. If I've got to get you out of the ring, then weight advantage that's does what play I was with a say, big impact. For people right. that don't know, Serge obviously does jiu-jitsu, right? Yeah. You've been training for how long now? Uh, two years, maybe? Yeah, so, so on and off, very casual. Serge would be able to pin me to the ground. And like, yeah. we actually did one training but Also Muay Thai and boxing and all that kind of stuff. Well, right? I do boxing as well. But you'd be able to pin me and submit me but then would you be able to then get me out of the actual ring? Well, this is it. Stand-up game is hard. Like, judo yeah. would be good for that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it depend on the rules. I, I think it'd be... It, we could go, right, any time in, in the ring and... Uh, Let's do it. Pad up and stuff. Planet FL like, charity of... Listen, I've been funny. Like, everyone's done... We've got Game Week 39 for a charity football match. The boys at Above Average FPL have a golf day. Adam would fucking flatten me. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, Baker's a, a big, strong guy as well, yeah? But listen, those boys have organised a golf day. So just, uh, we may as well give it a plug and a shout out. Um, yep. Go over to Above Average FPL on Twitter. And I don't know where you'll find the info, but I think it's in May. I think I'm pretty sure it's in May. Okay. And they're doing a golf day in uh, Newbury. So if you're into golf and you want to do that, I think nice. it's going to be pretty decent from what I understood from their show. I'm not a big golf guy. No, nah, neither am I. But what's your what final you answer on that? So role? anyway, I, I'm going to back myself always. Right. I will I'm, back myself. I'm I've been myself. training my, training pretty hard recently. So, uh, so have I. In boxing, and uh, I'm backing myself yeah, to take it into mate, a stamina see. game. Uh, <laughs> there's another question. We'll come back to that. You're going to okay. back yourself. Uh, James is out. I'm afraid. James yeah, is sorry, a lo- James. James is a lover, not a fighter. Yeah. James is a lover, not a fighter. Okay. Uh, a James, not the James, says, "What's the largest animal you could beat in a fight to the huh. death? To death? Fuck it out. What's his yeah. name? AJ. What happened to you? AJ? No, James. Oh, A James. Yeah, yeah. Um, largest animal you could beat in a fight to the death." So he here's okay, go, on, go on, go on, go on. I don't think I, I don't. Depending on the circumstances, I don't think I have the heart to kill an animal. Right, unless okay. the animal was coming for me and it was like life or death. So here's the thing: How would you kill an animal? Uh, if we're talking like I don't have weapons, then with my bare fist. No, yeah, but how? Oh, I'd have to try and use your jujitsu and try to submit it, get it in an angle. So the only way you're going to be able to kill an animal uh, is strangulation. Yeah, see, I don't feel comfortable. Like you could kill it, you could kill it by pounding the shit out of it till it dies, right? Brain damage, cracking its skull, or whatever. But by breaking a breaking a bone, you ain't gonna kill it, right? So you've got to beat the crap out of it to death or strangulation. So strangulation, let's assume, strangulation is your best route to killing an animal. I agree with that. If you look at um, animals in the wild, lions and stuff like that, prey like when they're preying on deer, gazelles, and that's big animals fighting for each other. But even when you look at um, T-Rexes and stuff like that in Jurassic World, when they attack each other, what do they, what do they, what's their main go-to They go for a certain limb, don't they, first? What do they go to bite? It's the neck, isn't it? Mm, They'll bite the neck, right? A lion or... They go to bite the neck. Why? Because of blood veins here. So if they can kill that blood vein, blood to the brain is gone, dead. So that's the most common way that animals will try and kill each other is go for the neck. So again, strangulation or killing blood supply to the neck. What what animal would you back? Right. Now, for for, for a human to go brain dead, how long do you think it would take... Well, How long would you need to so so to strangle someone. the actual uh, uh, this is quite a violent show this is yeah. dark yeah you, if, you know you see this uh, the strangulation choke where people strangle each other like this in movies it's yeah. a bad way you'd strangle someone you do it from the sides but that's a story for another day it's a jujitsu okay. uh, strangulation it takes anywhere between six seven eight nine minutes of suffocation of blood supply to the brain for someone to go brain dead. So you think about it from an animal now, let's just say a small dog's point of view is half the size. Maybe in weight they're similar. You're going to need to be able to strangle it and hold it for at least five, six, seven minutes while it's struggling. Obviously it will die off slowly. So you've now got to get on top, get a a chokehold around the neck somehow and hold it for six or seven minutes. That's a long time. (laughs) <laughs> What's the largest animal you can fight to the death? Not large at all, because I think most large animals would weigh more than me. I wouldn't be able to. Like even a decent sized dog's going to yeah, match you for and 50, 50, and 50 stuff, 60 right? kilos. Yeah. I'm just going to say, because I'm not a horrible person, there is no animal I would do that to. Uh, do you know the animal I would like to do that to? 
And this one would be quite hard to fight to the death. And I don't actually even know if it's an animal. Because uh, a bird is okay. seagulls. I would okay, fucking strangle fair, a seagull like all seagulls, day yeah. long. And those fuckers like, I can't even like cream. Brighton just because they're nicknamed seagulls. Yeah, no, I don't like seagulls either. Yeah, 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 yeah. What an interesting question. Yeah, uh, so there you go. You learn about uh, how yeah. to murder animals. If you're in a, if you're in a uh, life or death situation with a, with a mammal of sorts, you've got to know the, the place you want to be going for. But also, if they're going to attack you, protect your neck. Yeah. Protect your neck. Overlay some tunes. That's a rap song, isn't it? Uh, Ali Bismo. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I feel like I James should be ain't nervous. Here. James ain't Who's here. the best team in London? Ha. Huh. Well, it's easily Who's Arsenal. Who's the best team in London? Easily Arsenal right now. Saracens. Oh. <laughs> Wasps. I, um, nah, no. Do you follow rugby? Uh, not for the last 10 years. No, I, do, I don't know I enough to follow it about a lot. rugby to know who's the biggest teams uh, and best in London. Who's the best team right... Okay, who's the best team on paper playing the best uh, playing football right now? It's got to be Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah. By a long stretch. Uh, who's been the most successful in the last 12 months? Last West 12 Ham. months. <laughs> we won a trophy. You lot didn't win shit. No one else has won anything in London for the last 12 months. Do, so you, actually, do you actually believe that though? What, we're the best team in London. Over the last 12 months. We're the most successful. Define success. We won a trophy. <laughs> yeah. We won a trophy and we're back in Europe. Like Chelsea ain't in Europe. But then the longevity of it, is it sustainable? Tottenham ain't in Europe this year. No, but the longevity of what you guys did, is that actually yeah, no, sustainable? No, 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 no. It's, uh, it's clearly Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, I do think the, the longer term, if you're talking 20 years, you'd probably say Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah. I would agree. And... Um, yeah, 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 but uh, I think that's interesting. Uh, we talked about the quality of your questions, right, and, and, and asking good questions. I've got a question here. Okay. Uh, show additional replies. Let's see. Uh, oh, this is a good... This is not a question, but this has come up a few times. Fuck off. No way is that Clayton <laughs> expected something more like this guy. And he's got a gift there that you need to check and figure out. A lot of people have said, who is Clayton? That's what it was. Okay. This well, guy. Clayton in the house. So yeah. by that, I'm guessing a lot of people listen. They don't watch YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. there was, I remember when we first started doing the show and people always thought that James, James's voice was associated to the brown guy and my voice was associated oh, to the really? white guy. I remember uh, when I first started podding with <laughs> you guys, everyone, well, not everyone, a few patrons commented on my voice. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving yeah, magic, yeah, mellow yeah, magic yeah, yeah. vibes. Yeah. yeah. So here's a, here's a good example of a, a question, right? Dow's jumped in. I think it might be the same Dow as a big juice fan as well. Um, should James, a supporter representing a club that's never won the European Cup, be allowed anywhere near fantasy stuff? Right? Like, that is the most fucking Loaded. dumb question. <laughs> no, like, I. Dow is a dumb question, right? Because that whole question, what, tell me everything that tells you about Dell. Yeah, because that tells you nothing about. There's no question in there. Yeah, there isn't anything That's sensible. Just a there. One all to that dig is, at James like when you read Tottenham. that question, all all anybody thinks is you're an idiot, right? You you obviously clearly don't know anything about fantasy stuff. You don't know anything about James. Like it, it's basically designed. To create a reaction, yeah, which basically tells us that you're a bit of a prick for asking stupid questions like that, right? Now, I'm sure Dow's a nice guy, so I'm not saying that, but 
you have to understand that when you ask questions like that, people, people, you can understand a lot and interpret a lot from someone about the way they ask a question. Yeah. And that's basically straightforward. Ha! You're an idiot, right, for asking a question like that or thinking that it's going to even get a reaction out of somebody. But people do that on the internet all the time. So just had his coffee today. My, hey. point is, my point is is not even about the question, but I think coming back to the quality of your life is dictated by the quality of your questions. You, I, I interpret the questions that people ask me. Yeah. It tells me more about them then it tells me sometimes about what the answer is or the discussion that we're having. So how would... Oh, right, you, you want to be like that, right? Okay, fine. You want to so be that guy, do you? What do you think, if that was rephrased and coming as a clean question, as you said earlier, what do you think he's trying to get out of that? Or do you think that's literally just a loaded question? That's a loaded question it? to get a response out. So yeah. like to get a rise out of somebody. Yeah. That's, there's no value in that question. Okay. There is no... Could I rephrase that as a clean question to um, engage a sensible or serious debate? I think I would struggle. I would struggle. Because yeah. I'm trying to think, how would I make that a clean question? Should, o- should only fans of clubs that have won European Cups be allowed to create fantasy content. That's like, I'm trying to clean the the question up. And even in the cleanest form, it's a dumb question because you're now saying, how many clubs in England have won a European Cup? We're talking about six or seven maybe, right? Eight at most. So, (laughs) this is just a stupid question. There's no way you can even make that dumb question a clean question and still good. What was his name So, my point here is, forget his question. Is that enough airtime already? interpret like you can learn about people from their questions yeah is my point here uh we have, we have spent far too little time talking about fighting so we need to far get too back. little yeah, 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 yeah. i've got a feeling to i'm gonna get club. knocked out go. today if i say the wrong here thing go. So. here we go here we go <laughs> uh you this is all on you bro sully from boston what's harder mma training or salsa dancing lessons oh fucking mma training all day long i tried i know because he left after one class yeah it's because so Sujin, my boss and i basically had his flipping balls in my mouth i was like i ain't coming back uh, to this this uh, mma like it's too intimate for me i was like nah and also in the context of my hobbies so i do salsa dancing i do boxing they already like salsa is technical. I just want like boxing for me is a release. Like I go, I'm quite, yeah, I'm uh, quite good at hitting. Uh, Muay Thai shit. is my, I, I love it. Yeah, and so I, I went to like MMA. Uh, sorry, it was MMA. It was, was jujitsu. We I went to jujitsu. I was like, I, I really enjoyed it. I can see the value in it, and I, you, I remember you gave me advice like if you're gonna do this, don't assess anything until three to six months. You can't do something like jujitsu or grappling or wrestling and be good for six months. Boxing's yeah. a bit. Quicker. Oh yeah, boxing you can see, but it's more going to the context of why I stopped. It was, I've got enough technical hobbies already. I just want something to go to and just kind of switch my mind off and yeah. stuff. But to clarify the balls in my mouth comment, because I feel like out of context, that would be used against me. It's intimate. It's, it's intimate. cuddle time. Yeah, you're grappling on the floor. And I was like, there was and a point where I was in a Clayton very got hurt intimate... No, nah, I didn't bit. get hurt. I didn't get hurt. A I just had bit. a little bit of a... Oh, in, too much of an oh, intimate oh. moment where there were body parts that were too close to other parts of my body that I did not want. With someone that I have to see, every I would day. I would say definitely MMA training is harder, and yeah. uh, and it's not that I've done salsa. So I was in the University of Bath ballroom and Latin dance sport well, yeah, team. Actually. Yeah, mate, I can waltz, you quick do not step, seem tango, like a kind of cha cha cha, 
rumba. Uh, yeah, man, all of it. Uh, salsa you... doesn't see ballroom and Latin. Salsa doesn't actually come on the ballroom and oh, no, Latin. Yeah. It sits outside of it. But um, MMA training is harder. However, if I was like you, young man in my late twenties, um, looking for a hobby or activity to go and do, obviously you're gonna go salsa because you're gonna come and meet the girl there, isn't it? Of course. There's no lady. There's one or two or three women in my MMA training. You ain't coming there. No. Nah. To Same with my boxing gym. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, that's why I get a, the best of both, innit? As a forty-year-old, forty-something-year-old man, married with my kids and all that, I need to just go where I, uh, I get a sweat on a beating the crap out of. I ain't going no salsa to meet the girl them. So for you, salsa definitely is where you need to be Must spending clarify, your that's time. That's not bro. actually why I'm doing it. Push it. <laughs> <laughs> Push it. Uh, yeah. So uh, cool, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> There's a few me, questions asked about you and your love life. I don't know if you want to get into life. that. We'll get into that as, okay. a, as a, after we've wrapped the show. We'll come back to maybe one I'm additional. I'm going to ask you some questions. You're going to ask some questions. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's do well, this. Because I've only just got the tweet up. Now. Let's do this one. Bobby Love, yeah? Yep. If you and Clayton were to take each other out on a date, what would you plan for the other person? We know Clayton is a salsa dancer, so I can imagine he'd have some exotic plans. See, my plans right, for you salsa. Not, my plans for you would not be exotic. Yeah, nah. Like, would you? How, okay, do you how, have an idea of where you would take me and what we would do? Yeah, of course. Go on. Where how we well do I know you? We're going to the dirtiest wing shack place in London. Okay. We're going to get like 50, 50 chicken wings, polish that off, and then. Okay. Okay, wait now. Let me think about this. It would definitely be around eating food because I know you like chicken wings. Wings is okay. I like other food as well. Oh, okay. Sushi. Well, maybe I've not secured the bag with you then. No. Um, do you know what? No, it's not going to be that exotic with you. Sorry. It's just going to be like first day. I don't, I don't want to spend too much money on you. I'm going to go like nice chicken wing place and then we're going to go for a drink. That's it? Yeah, that's all you get from me on uh, the first date. There ain't going to be no second date here, bro. <laughs> uh, I would, uh, in terms of food, uh, we would go somewhere um, off the beaten track. Like, I'd probably f- try and find something oriental, like a Korean barbecue or, yeah, like, I, I Thai like, food or, like or, like, a Vietnamese place that I does like good pho or a variety of, of oriental food, but, like, a not, like, a um, big restaurant or a posh restaurant. A because nice there's also a one. real nice satisfaction of, like, value for money. So if we go somewhere where we get, like, a pho for, like, six pounds. So you're trying to wine and dine me. Not only food good and, you're and local, for value, for, value money. for money. And then, do you know where, where I'd take you, Clates? Uh, it's one of my favourite places that I used to go on dates, but I ain't been in for a long time, even with my missus after we got married. We'd go Top Golf. Oh, I like Top Golf, actually. You yeah. see? Uh, yeah, a little activity, a bit of sporting competitive nature, but yeah, also yeah. funny when you screw up. Um, yeah, they serve drinks and stuff there. Yeah. Atmosphere is pretty decent. Can't get in the winter. It's too cold and no. wet, but in the summer. But nowadays, the problem there is queues are massive. I don't think there's that many Top Golfs out of London. No, Top Golf's like a driving golf. range where they put microchips in the balls, and then it's like bowling... Bowling, yeah. temping bowling meets golf, basically. It's yeah. good fun, but that's what we'd go for a nice little oriental food and then uh, okay. a bit of top golf, you mate. Saved yourself top after golf. saying value for money. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, AD Tour, uh, we come back to this. Uh, how would Suj get on doing salsa? I'd be fine, mate. University of Bath, Ballroom, well, yeah. Latin Dance Sport team. Do you, why do, do you not do any of that anymore? Nah, why? nah. Surely oh, your wife time. would be well up for that. Nah, not really. She's not that bothered. Nah? Clayton, how would you get on doing jiu-jitsu? I think you'd be fine doing jiu-jitsu. You just yeah. need to have the patience for it, bro. Well, yeah. I, well, there's only seven days in a week, right? And I'm already doing my hobbies four days of them. 
So yeah, it's about time. Yeah, it's about like, time. if I had the time, I would like to do it. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the one session I did. It just doesn't fit in my priorities with what I've got going on at the minute. Do you want to find a question? Yeah, go on. Uh, let me have a look here. A lot of people were saying that our Pose photo was an album release yeah. cover. Okay, go on. Yeah, let's start with that. Uh, Rob Pick, what would you call your music double act given this album cover? Uh, what would we call it? Uh, it was Sujin Clates. Uh, what would you want to be? Well, I look like the gangster in there, isn't it? Oh, he's bigging himself up, yeah. Yeah, no, we got. I forgot his name. He's FPL Cal said we look podders with attitude. Podders with attitude. PWA. Podders with attitude. Come on. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Uh, I don't know, you know. I don't really have a nickname. Yeah, I get. Oh, oh, your full name's like Sujan. Yeah. Okay, so People used to call me Scrooge. Scro- Scrooge, Scrooge. Is that because you think Die Hard's a Christmas film? Die Hard is a Christmas film. <laughs> Die Hard is a Christmas film. I don't give a shit. Die Hard is a Christmas film. End of. Anyone that ever voted for Die Hard not to be a Christmas film can never listen to Planet FPL again. Die me. Hard is a Christmas that film. That is me. Um, all right, go on. Final answer. You have to come up with a double act name. For the- uh, I used to like Chakademus and Plyer, so I'm going to be... Sujadimus and Spanner That's what we'll be I'm the Spanner You're the Spanner You're the Spanner Right Sticking on the theme of music uh, Dylan Farrell What music are you both listening to these days And is Suj still big on Dave He's got a new album soon I am big on Dave I still like uh, my rap music Um, I have a real broad spectrum And variety of stuff on my Spotify Uh, So from piano music all the Is way it? through to rap, uh, I'm kind of following what the kids are kids are into. What are so, your kids into? the the little one is more into music than the older one. Okay. Uh, he has started recently getting a lot into the weekend. He likes all the weekend tracks. Is it? He likes Eminem. He loves Eminem. So he listens you to like a lot Eminem of Eminem tracks. Well. Yeah, he's decent. I think he he's got to be down as the goat in yeah. terms of volume and quality Braced. of work that he's output. So I like that. I'll whack on some '90s garage if I want to. I'll put on some ambient house. If I feel like I want some background music when I'm working, uh, U2 is a classic. U2? Yeah, oh, man. Nah. I like ACDC. I like ACDC. Uh, Queen. Yeah. Possibly, probably. Is there any genre you. The greatest band ever, I would say, would be Queen, just for sheer volume of amazing yeah. tracks that they have. Any genre you severely dislike? Yeah, I couldn't do heavy metal. Same. That's like just trash, 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 noise. I can't do heavy metal. And I can't do trance like is that really like, banging is that like the electro yeah yeah I can't do really, like house and stuff I can handle I, I do like up to rave, dance to be fair, so. but I can't I can't when it's extreme like like jungle I'm cool with screamo and like heavy that. metal I'd say is the only genre I don't like I'm the same I can't like, do heavy metal uh, my just, Spotify varies so much yeah um, so right. yeah and I'll just mix it up um, here's one though that was really interesting I this came up on uh, what's this a question Nah, they're just chatting about music, bro. Oh. Um, it was, I think it was uh, Andy Townsend or Dean Saunders or something on Talk Sport. They were just having a chat about it. This is the weekend before the Super Bowl. And uh, <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure it's Dean Saunders. And he goes, you know what? The, all the talk around Super Bowl was Taylor Swift. And he was like, you know what? If you offered me 10 grand right here, right now, cash, you had 10 grand on the table and said, name one Taylor Swift song. Couldn't do it. Could you? And at the time, I was like, you know what? If you offered me a million pound cash right here, right now, 
This is like three weeks ago to, to name one Taylor Swift song. I, I, I couldn't do it. Really? I think I'd get it. I couldn't do it. Love story. And then my, my missus said to me, shake it off, which is from, and the only reason I know that is from Sing, the kids movie, okay. which my kids have seen. Shake it off is a Taylor Swift song. So now I know one. But well, can you, you know imagine like, she's Love that story. popular and that famous, but I don't know a single Taylor Swift song. I don't think I've ever listened to Taylor Swift music other than if it's been on the radio in the background and I didn't even know it was Taylor yeah. Swift. The only reason I know her songs is I remember there was a period at uni where you're going to like loads of random house parties and stuff and there was that period where certain people would blast Taylor Swift so it's like yeah. my subconscious. I don't particularly like her music but at karaoke I'm partial to a little... A little chorus of Taylor Swift. Andrew S, what's the best football ground you've been to? Football ground? Probably the San Siro, you know, in terms of, like, history. Like, it's uh, a shithole in the sense of it needs refurb done. But, like, I went in the context of I went for a Milan derby and the atmosphere and just that kind of nostalgia when you come out of the metro and you see that iconic stadium. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I genuinely had, like, a moment of awe when I saw it. Um, so I'd say that's probably... The best ground I've been to. What's yours? Wembley, I'd say, I guess. Like, I haven't been to a lot. Yeah. Away grounds, I've been to Goodison, I've been to Fulham, I've been to a few others. Nothing special there, really, to be honest with you. I do, do still have a fond memory of Underhill Barnet, which is just yeah, such a shit. So that was classic. There, but, um, what about Upton Park? You must have some nice Yeah, memories. yeah, yeah. And, like, what's the best live football moment you've been experienced there? Like, Upton Park, Marlon Harewood, last minute goal against Arsenal. Obviously, that was like. Yeah. Crazy uh, back in the 2000s. Um, best live football moment, without a doubt, is uh, Yarmolenko. Yeah. Extra time, Sevilla. Ukraine war just started. Guys come off the bench. Yeah. We've equalised 1-1. Yeah. The whole place is buzzing. I was My youngest son was with me. He'd have been nine at the time. It's like 10 o'clock at night. He's battered, but we're just there. And goes through one-on-one in injury in, in uh, extra time to score like it, that was the pure emotion of it all yeah first time that West Ham had been like getting that far in European competition in Europa for a long time just everything about it um, but mainly for the whole story with Yarmolenko and yeah. what had happened that yeah. without a doubt was was a moment my um, best live yeah. football moment was a 2014 FA Cup final against Hull which I was there with my dad obviously Arsenal were a um, like, I think a nine-year trophy drought at the time. Yeah. Um, went into the game thinking it was going to be routine. And then, obviously, as most people will remember, we were 2-0 down with it, I think, 11 minutes. And I'm kicking the chair in front of me, just going mad. And then, yeah, that final goal when Ramsey scored. And again, it's more like the emotion around it of relief and kind of in the context of just ending a trophy drought. I was there with my dad. I think that's a feeling I'll remember forever. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, I've got one for you because this is... a. Uh, Go on. I guess Go on. it's a bit of a deep question, but I think it'll be useful for a lot of people given the current climate in England. Uh, oh, mate. Yeah, no, no. I think, I think you'll be able to help with this, which is why I'm asking. Rob Pick, 86. How have you managed mental burnout slash work-life balance throughout your working career? Really struggled over the last few months, in brackets, manager in an office, cuts to budget staff, meaning less staff, sorry, wife getting a promotion, making parenting around work tougher. I'm interested in your views. It's a it's a, it's a good question, but also uh, so multi layered. Um, so very circumstance dependent, right? Uh, look, the, 
the thing is, is work-life balance. Obviously, he's he's mentioned there things around parenting and what you got to do for your kids and what you got to get done. Um, wife being busy as well, but then additional stress at, at work as well, right? So, first and foremost, you can let things worry you. And I've learned over the years um, that staying up at night, stressing about things, conversations you've got to have with people, things you need to deal with, whatever happens in reality is never as bad as you made it out in your mind before. Yeah. And I used to be worse at this, but I've been through phases where I'll be up at night thinking about this and thinking about that. And then other times I'm like, you know what? Yes, I need to deal with problem A, problem B, problem C, problem D. Um, and there's too much going on to be able to balance, but it will work itself out. Like thinking about it is not going to make it any better or easier for tomorrow. So why am I wasting my brain power staying up to one o'clock at night, tossing and turning, thinking about it? It is. How do you? But for me, what? What? This is from experience. Whenever I've known I've had to have a difficult conversation or deal with something the next day or overwhelm, um, it's never been as bad or worse than I thought it would be. Okay. So you'll make it worse in your mind. So the more you waste thinking about it, building it up to something big that it's not, it's unrealistic. So uh, dealing with things head on and quick in terms of people and stuff like that is uh, really important. And overthinking it before you've even got the reality of the situation can cause a lot of that kind of stress. Yeah. Secondly, uh, I would say a problem shared is a problem halved. Definitely agree with that, yeah. The number of times things go on in this organization, like I'm responsible for, we, we have all sorts of different departments. Some are stressed, some are not. Some have got revenue targets, some have got efficiency targets. I take every problem as my own historically. And when things are not going well financially or whatever, we have dips, we have peaks. I take everything on myself as my problem. I've learned over time now, actually, that I can't fix everybody's problems, yeah. right? Welcome to Carabag Shop, the land of a thousand problems that only Suj can solve. It's not like, it feels like that sometimes because people come to me for everything. I, it's my business, right? But actually, there is other people that can solve problems better than I can. Sharing problems, whether they're at work, right? Okay, we've got less staff, so what are we going to do with less is a challenge. In terms of workload, quite often there are a lot of roles and businesses where people are working in excess of, let's say a traditional week is 37 and a half hours, right? Some careers and some industries, you're going to work 50 hours, 60 hours, like finance, banking, all of that kind of stuff. I get where you're talking like six-figure salaries, 150, 200 grand salaries, bonuses at the end of the year, whatever. You've got to do what you've got to do to get your job done. And that's the industry that they're in. And I have no love for that industry or whatever, right? But in, an, in a more traditional uh, average salary role, let's say 20 to 30, 35 grand a year or whatever, it's not enough money for you to be working 50, 60 hours a week. And if a company is reliant on you to be doing 30 or 40% more hours just to make money and break even, it's costed wrong. Yeah. So I'm actually, if I'm paying you 30 grand a year for 40 hours a week, but you're doing 60 hours a week, I'm not paying you 30 grand a year, am yeah. I? Like yeah, relatively is less per less hour. Than, yeah. And that shouldn't happen. So I think when you get over, like, a lot going on, an acceptance and an understanding that there's this many hours. So what's urgent, what's important? And what can I get done and what can't I get done? And speaking to, a, speaking to your, your manager or whoever's up above, a really good question. A lot of what happens in these kind of scenarios is like, can you take this on? 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 And people just say yes, 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 yes yeah. all the time because they don't want to say no or manage budgets. It's like, okay, I can do that. 
what would you like me not to do to be able to do that? Okay. Yeah. Having that mindset of you can't then do everything. Some things need to get left. And then it becomes an emotional problem. A lot of this is an emotional problem, not a logical problem. Um, so it's, it's really about understanding that there's a finite amount of hours, knowing what's urgent and important, and also, like, it, it will end. There is an end to everything. It's not like you're going to be in this cycle forever. You need to know what that end looks like. If I said to you, uh, right, okay, shit's at the fan. We need to do 60, 70 hours a week. That's cool. But it would have to be like, for the next two weeks, we've got to pull 60 hours a week because this is going to happen, this is going to happen, yeah, there's going to be an end to it, and we get why. back to it. Yeah. But it can't be forever. You need to be doing 50, 60 hours a week or whatever. Uh, the other thing is um, that there is a massive direct correlation with things like uh, exercise. Exercise particularly. I wouldn't go so far as like mental health and meditation or whatever. But with the kids, and I know Rob's kids a little, spending time with them, um, that's actually quality time focused on or exercise to get a sweat on to take your mind away from things has a massive impact. Yeah. Just something as simple as like, if you do a workout in the evening and you're like tired, you're you'll sleep. Yeah. You'll just sleep because you're battered. Like if I go to jiu-jitsu class in the evening, I know I'm going to sleep because I'm battered. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of elements to it, but you've got you to know and work towards an end and out. Um, and I've been through the cycles. And once you've been through the cycles a little bit, a few times, you actually know that you're optimistic enough to know that it will end. It will get better. Yeah. Nice Go on. Covered. Another question? Um, yeah, I'm interested in this one. If you had to, FPL Dummy Tom, hope you're good, mate. If you had to support another Premier League team other than your own, who would you pick? Current, current Premier League? Current crop, yeah. Or a team that's played in the Premier League ever. Okay, go on, give both. I don't know. Uh... So, I suppose, like, I hate to say Arsenal would be up there, local. Why do you hate to say that? I suppose, it's just because they've been successful. I'd rather pick a lower half of the table team that been successful. Arsenal are local. I've got a love, lot of love for Arsenal from the Invincible season and Wenger and Henri. And obviously, they're local Man as knows well. The game. So, I can get the train down to Arsenal if I wanted to watch them. Tickets are expensive, so I'm not a big yeah. fan of that. Um, so, I think Arsenal would be up there. But I think on current, um, of the current crop, I'd probably pick Luton, you know. I was just going to say that based on what you said yesterday. You started yeah, with like, yeah, like you a bit, a little bit of shit about them and then you've kind of grown I've got to, to pick them. a team to support in Portugal when I move over there. Are you, are you planning on doing that? You're gonna yeah. Are I'm you really planning on going though to a game? No, I just have my team that I support and watch and whatever. But the thing is, I don't know. Like 50% of me is like, just pick Benfica. At least I'll pick up a team that then wins stuff, you're basically stuff, right? watching Arsenal, yeah. Same stadium. Man, then Man City, maybe, yeah. Um, and Nico, jump in on this. But also, I want to pick a, a team that's more like West Ham and a little bit shit. So Chavez <laughs> is the one that I've been looking at for is a little it? while. Okay. But they're close to getting relegated. So I don't know if I want to support a team that next season is going to be one league down anyway and maybe will never come back. I need to do a bit more research. I think I'm going to pick Luton, you know. Okay. I think yeah, I'm going to pick Luton. It's not too far as well. I think I'm going to pick Luton. Yeah, do you have any questions that you want to throw out there? Uh, someone asked a good question about UFC. You know, it's a big passion of mine, UFC. Yep. I do love it. FPL is surreal. Now that UFC has merged with WWE, which individuals from each company do you think would succeed in the other and why? Uh, none. Okay. Actually, that's not true. 
No one from WWE would necessarily survive in UFC. Why is that? I don't pay enough attention to the uh, two. Because UFC is actual real fighting. WWE is entertainment. They're strong. Don't get me wrong. WWE you don't think they guys. They could be trained. Ah, uh, they probably could be, but I don't watch enough WWE to know the other way. There's definitely people in the UFC that could survive in WWE, just like because comedy value. Conor McGregor, of course, like trash. Yeah. Any any of the trash talk kings, yeah. Would be funny in WWE. So you'd say Conor McGregor, of course. Uh, although, like one day you might need to fight again, buddy, to be relevant and stay relevant. Uh, Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland is probably, possibly, one of the wildest human beings on this planet. Like no uh, filter, yeah, <laughs> at all. I think Col- Colby Covington is a prat, but he'd survive in WWE because he's just good at trash talking and stuff like that. Would potentially be okay. Um, yeah, there's a few funny ones that I think would do okay. Volkanovski, it'd be pretty funny in WWE. I think he'd do all right there as well. Because that's entertainment, right? Yeah. That's entertainment. Sam O'Sullivan. Does James Sam. come straight back into the Planet FPL starting lineup on his return from injury, or will he be benched? James might be doing pods on his own by the time he comes back, yeah. Me and we are going to have done so much content. We were like, James... Find another co-host, and you're nah. key. here's, here's Je- the keys. We're Arteta. Here's Je- the keys, mate. We're Arteta. James is Saka. You're fucking playing. Whether you got a broken leg or not, <laughs> <laughs> we need you, James. James, where are you? <laughs> I didn't see how many people use the hashtag Bring Back James, but we need them to uh, use can it. We check that. I don't know. Maybe we can. Uh, maybe we can. Yeah, James, straight back in the team, mate. Straight back in the team. Uh, yeah. Alex FPL, which teams do you think will go down? And also, if Moyes was to be sacked, any replacements Sudge would like? I, I saw someone cheekily chuck out Thomas Tuchel yesterday as a next in line for West Ham. But obviously, they'll do just you think you'd be in the conversation? Any, any manager that uh, is without a job will get links. That's what happens in this uh, stupid industry. Tuchel, yeah, I think he'd be interested. I think so as well. Yeah, I think he'd be interested. Um, well... Who's going to get relegated? We know it's two from yep. Sheffield United and Burnley are going down. We don't know it's two, but it's highly I likely to be two. I think they will as well. Yeah. Third one's tough. I, I, I think, sadly, it's probably not going to end up being Luton. <sighs> I don't want it Unless to Unless Nottingham Forest get a points deduction, in which case it could, could and should be them. I well, think. that's the thing. We still don't know the outcome of Forest or Everton, right? So that could change things. Let's just say there's no points deduction, though. Who do you think would be the third to go down? Luton. Luton, yeah. Yeah, Everton I'm going to back with uh, with Dyche. He's going to grind it out. Uh, Nottingham Forest have been scoring more goals more recently with Nuno. They've had and seen some improvement. And then, obviously, they've got some players back from AFCON now and that. So, I think they'll do all right. And, uh, and then you've got Palace. Palace is a bit of unknown with the new manager. Yeah, so. I don't know enough about him to know... Mm. I, I think it will be Palace that goes, though. I think Luton will have enough to find the points and stay up. Okay. Go on, Jonah. We're hitting 50 minutes. Do you want to find a couple more to wrap yeah, it up? Yeah, let's do a couple of more questions. Uh, Usama Riash, do you, did you try North African cuisine? And if so, what's your favourite dish? I haven't, you know. My geography is not very good. Where's but North, North Africa? Africa, I mean, obviously, you've got like Egypt, oh, oh, Morocco, okay, yeah. Algeria. So then you're going to get into that kind of food. I've had, obviously, um, a Mediterranean Arabic kind of food if we're talking about shish and couscous yeah. and things like that um, when I was in Egypt I loved stuff, so. yeah I, I so yes but I wouldn't say I had a favourite dish or anything 
No. I wouldn't necessarily call shawarma or anything like that North African. What's good North African food, uh, Nico? Do you know any good North African food? Falafel, falafel yeah, falafel. that's kind of Arabic food, I'd say. I, I'd, I'd, I'd eat all of that kind of stuff. I do think. Yeah, it's, it's I'm not a fussy eater. There's not many things I don't like, but yeah, food outside of England, general rule of thumb, is a lot better though. Yeah, 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 for sure. Big up Nico. Uh, for sure. Uh, let's have a look. Okay, FPL posty. You're planning a two-week-long UK. This is the last question to show you. Yeah? Okay, you're planning a two-week-long. UK-based road trip starting from London. Where do you go and what do you do? Two weeks. That's a long time. I feel like you'd be quite good at this. Your geography of the UK is pretty good. I'm, I'm more of a... I like to go out of the UK to travel, but there's parts of the UK that I'd love to go to that I've never been uh, to. So two weeks is a fair whack of time. I think because it's two weeks, I probably wouldn't bother going all the way down to um, South Cor- Cornwall oh, okay. and that. I think that's probably a bit far to go because then you've got to come all the way back, right? Yeah. So there's a few spots I definitely want to hear. I think um, Devon is yeah. kind of that halfway. So maybe down to Devon would be okay. Yeah. Um, maybe a couple of days down there, you've got beach and stuff like I've that. got the map in front of me to follow where I think where he's up going. to West Country, so Bath. Yep, I like Bath. Bath is lovely. So from Devon, I've got to, to Bath. Then. I went to Union yeah. Bath. So I'd go and hang out there for a couple of days, which would be nice. Uh, very, like, I like it down there. From there, I'd go up to the Brecon Beacons, South Wales. Okay. Not too far in. Maybe just a hiking kind of Newport. guy? Yeah, I'd go up. To the, I love, I love I like South hiking. Wales. It's one of my favourite parts of the world is South Wales. Just so natural... Lamb there is amazing, good pubs. Um, so yeah, from from there, I'd probably want to head up. I'd like to get up to Snowdon, but I think that's probably going to not bother. I wouldn't bother with that. I'd go up to the Lake District, I think. Okay. Lakes is is very, very unique territory up that way. So I'd probably go up to the Lake District um, for a little while. I'd then cut across to the Peaks. Whereabouts is that? Derbyshire Peak okay. District. Again, very natural and uh, rural. Have you Come, ever climbed there? Yeah, I've walked in the Peak Districts as well. I've done the Yorkshire Peaks, Yorkshire Dales, Peak Districts, uh, Lake Districts. Done I've Brecon. never done any of them. I really want um, to do them. Would then come down to the Cotswolds. Classy, like it. Cotswolds is lush. Yeah. Spent three, four days down there. Uh, very traditional. This should B&Bs. have been the date you took me on. Now I'm what two week date? Yeah, and uh, and then like pub lunches. Now. Really nice down in the Cotswolds, and then I would venture back down to London. I, like I think I would do that. I've kind of neglected uh, East Coast, like Norfolk yep. and Suffolk, and that kind of area, all the way up to Newcastle and stuff. Um, and I've obviously neglected Scotland. Um, but two weeks, I'd want two to three days in any given place. So you can only really hit four or five places. I'd that sounds do that lovely to loop or circle, to be honest. That's the thing. You, outside so. of London, like there's so many beautiful places in the UK, but that's what I want to start doing now, like going and exploring them a bit more. Uh, I feel like if James was to answer that question, it would be a lot around try and tick off as many of the 92 as you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, wherever there's... Uh, Where, wherever Tottenham are play. Wherever there's something for for a little man to do as well for him. Uh, cool, that's a good wrap on some questions. Ask Surgeon Clates, if you want it again, you know what to do on uh, x.com when we've tweeted the podcast. Just say, can we have a rerun? And uh, we will. 
we have the diff show for patrons today if you want our patreon content you can support us by going to patreon.com forward slash planet fpl additional shows from intermediate tier plus upwards yep. james's fixture planning spreadsheet you now get premium access to fpl.team uh, included as part of your patreon membership which is uh, another awesome tool and benefit prize leagues Slack community, engage managers to chat to that's far more fun than the old Twitter, I would say. Uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff. You get help to help us to keep the lights on and stuff at Planet FPL. So patreon.com forward slash Planet FPL. Diff show coming at you later on today for patrons. Next week, we'll be back with reviews. And uh, touch wood, shout out to James. Get well soon. Um, take all the time you need before you come back. Uh, get a massage. Um, hopefully, yeah. No, James is cool. It'll be fine. It'll be good. Get some strength training. Enjoy watching loose women as you are uh, while you recover. He's sending us notes. He's doing more yeah. FBL fantasy <laughs> he's, stuff. He's sending he us a script for without, every episode. Uh, we'll be back at you next week in in uh, every which way, shape, or loose. Stay safe. Ciao for now. Cue music, please, man child. Podcast Network.